what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in lively conversation about various topics that help you fathom your relationship beyond Sunday um, and go deeper in your walk with God. Today, we have Pastor Kyle Nelson, lead pastor of Fathom Church. What's up, everybody? And myself, Jackie Koppel, the community director here at Fathom Church. Ooh, that was a... That was a bit hard to get out today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, community director, what you end up doing most of the time is a lot of pastoral care and a lot of discipleship is yeah. what, <laughs> call it what you want. That's what we end up uh, That's, spending a lot of our time doing. That is, is the majority of it, yes. And discipleship, <laughs> yeah, one-on-one um, which, discipleship, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yep. That's why I, I kind of <laughs> gave that, because that's the reality of what your world looks like and certainly the core of what mine uh, looks like, too, probably from a, a, a leader perspective but also just throughout our church yeah. yes yeah and it, it it I would say it's definitely my heart that is probably the core of what I want for to see happen in the body mm-hmm. of Christ is discipleship and so I'm super excited about this topic today yeah um, <laughs> yeah and this got set up this weekend um yep. David uh taught on on spiritual leadership and shepherding and and really that heart of the shepherd is just to, to guide us to feed us to teach us help us grow um and to disciple us and and uh, I thought he did a really good job just like breaking that down and just showing the spiritual basis for that. Yeah. Um, that, that they're just one along the journey too, mm-hmm. uh, but one that, that God's chosen to lead us. And, and I know uh, we're going to get into talking about some of that. So, yeah, yeah. So, so cool. Discipleship's big, fancy word, but uh, where, where do we want to start this? Um, so I guess the first thing we want to do is really like talk about what is discipleship? Yeah. Um, who's it for? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess we got to break it down. Yeah. Let's break it down. Starts with disciple, mm-hmm. disciple, which again, it's just not a word in the American English language we use really for anything other than when we're talking about Christians. Right. Um, in the ancient world, like that was a pretty common thing, even outside of Christianity. And mm-hmm. it was very common in Judaism. Um, uh, uh, Paul, who we know in the New Testament when he becomes a Christian, but it, it's a radical conversion from uh, Judaism. Like he was a devout Jew, mm-hmm. uh, a Pharisee among Pharisees, and he was discipled by a name, a guy named Gam- Gamaliel, and like that was who he was discipled by. So, and even in other religions, there was because disi- so really, what a disciple is, it's a follower, but it's really a student. Yep. That's really the basic definition. So following, it's not like, I mean, he, he used the example like follow the leader. Yes, it's a follower. And, and a lot of times we leave it there. But I was actually thinking about this for my message this weekend. I was actually going to dive into this. So when you, <laughs> we started talking about this, I'm like, this is great. Cause Isn't I, I that was how actually, it always goes? I was actually going to start with this this coming Sunday mm-hmm. and, and teach on this a little bit more. Um, that it is, it's, it's a learner. It's a student. It's one who is hungry to learn. Yes. And so it's just, I mean, so discipleship is just that process of being a follower of Jesus, but being a learner of Jesus and, and how God lays that out in the body of Christ is we learn through other people, through pastors, through leaders, through more mature Christians who are further along in the journey. Mm -hmm. 
And so to be on that discipleship journey is just to be a student, student of the game, student of, um, of Jesus and learning and growing and following him. So when you break it down, it's really not that scary. It's just like one who's learner. It doesn't feel so unattainable. As right. we've often talked about this big fancy word discipleship, what it really is, is it's, a, it's a lifelong journey of learning to follow Jesus yeah. and to be more like him. And isn't that how we're supposed to we're supposed to view and kind of look at life? Is that we're we're constantly learning. If we 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 have this mindset, I think in our culture in America that we have this mentality that we go to school to learn and then we come home and we're we don't learn anymore. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is when when we are walking through life, we're learning things. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't walk through the store and not learn something new. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always something new that you're learning, and it's it it's kind of like putting a, a Christian label on that and putting it in perspective in our walk with God, if yeah. that makes sense. What are you learning right now? Let's put you on the spot. What am I learning right now? <laughs> put you on the spot. What are you, what are you learning right now? <laughs> how to you fundraise. <laughs> how to fundraise. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. yeah, how to fundraise. That's probably the biggest thing I'm learning right now. I'm trying to like just wrap my brain around all the, how to Facebook market and yeah. like. Have, have you started reading through um, the book of Acts about fundraising? No, I haven't. Because that, that's mean, an interesting, note. like reading through there and then beginning to just look through the, the letters in the New Testament mm-hmm. of really how Paul approached this. Like there's actually a lot of really deep learning about fundraising, uh, how to talk to churches and, and how Paul spoke to them very boldly. That's um, true. Very with the heart of giving and what it produces in the churches. And so <laughs> we've been doing kind of off, off, you know, time coaching, you know, yes, on this yeah. stuff because it's something I've had to learn too. And so uh, you said that and I'm like, yeah, there's actually a lot of, there's actually well, a lot of really good stuff. I had never thought of it from that perspective, like to even think about Paul in that perspective. But yes, when I, when I start to think about like all of his epistles and everything that he talks about, he's just like, Hey, you know, I need this money. If you have it, then yeah. I'd love for you to give it, you know, and yeah. and he's not like, he's not shy about it, Mm-mm. but he's also not like pushy about it. Yeah. 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 I think you'll find that uh, a great place to, to just dig in and, um, all the, all the, like, what does that look like in 21st century is very different, yeah. you know? And so, um, that, that'll be, um, interesting, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly. What are so, you, Cause we're all on the journey. Yeah. You know? So what are you learning right now? Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of a joke because, um, just starting a, a new semester of, um, yep. this master's program and I was in 31 hours of instruction last week. Um, so that's a, that's a, you don't want to know all I'm learning right now. Yeah, you don't have time for that. But, um, I, I think, and I'll, <laughs> it turns out I, I'd actually been studying this for a while and knew I wanted to go here this coming Sunday to what I'm going to teach on. And so I'm going to end up doing um just finishing up this series on on uh, the kingdom of heaven and just inaugurated eschatology of it's already here but it's still yet to come um type thing which I've, I've taught here before but just teaching that a little bit deeper from daniel chapter seven and um so i guess the biggest thing i've been learning is about like this intertestamental period that mm-hmm. where the end of the old testament ends in terms of writings and where it picks up in the new testament like oh jesus is born uh, or the genealogy in matthew one um what was what happened in those 450 years that that's really where i've been doing a lot of studying and, and like the story of god in that time and and prophecies that were not fulfilled in the new testament but prophecies that were actually fulfilled 
in the intertestamental in, period. Yeah. Like through our historical documentation. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'm going to get into a good bit of stuff that I, I knew some of it I knew and, and a lot of it's like, wow, that was, that's fresh and pulls a lot of awesome. worlds together. And so, yeah, that's probably enough about that for right now. But <laughs> so define eschatology for everyone who doesn't know. Study the end times. Right. Yeah, study the <laughs> end times. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about on Sunday is Woo! the end times. And um, there was these books, these Christian books that were <laughs> released called um, the Left Behind series. And, yep. and basically it, it could also be called scare the hell out of you (laughs) (laughs) you know christian literature that's what it could be called did you watch the movies no because i heard of i just heard i didn't even read the books or (laughs) watch the movies i just heard about them and i was like uh no thank you like oh yeah uh, but they were intense they were intense very intense and so that's when i heard in times or last days i just like got it afraid and right and that carried into like early adulthood like when someone bring it up was like i just don't want to talk about it right don't want to deal with it. and then as i really have come to study the scriptures and know like what's really meant by that and um it's it's now it doesn't bring anxiety to me at all it's actually something mm-hmm. that gives me great hope and great um excitement and gratitude that i get to be a part of the kingdom of god and so for anybody else that has ever felt like that within times stuff then yep. um, listen to this sermon this coming sunday and uh hopefully <laughs> you'll kind of come away from it feeling a little bit different yeah yeah i think the first time i ever like I had kind of the same perspective. I mean, I did watch the movie. We are going to get back to discipleship. We will. Here. Sorry. Sorry. It was my fault because I said, what are you learning? And then <laughs> yeah. anyway. And then rabbit rabbit yeah. hole. We're just going to chase it. We'll be back. Um, <laughs> Skip forward if you don't care about eschatology. Um, so the first time I ever really like sat down and re- was like, okay, I'm. it's going to be okay. I can read this. And like I've read it. I had read it before, but then it was like one of those things where it's like a struggle. And then BSF did a whole study. Mm-hmm. on revelation yeah, yeah, I remember that. and Taryn it was it. so yeah. good yeah, she loved it. and it and they you know the great thing about bsf is they take it from different theological perspectives mm-hmm. they don't just say like yeah, this yeah. is the right way to look at it and so then getting to see it from all of the different perspectives and being able to say well you know i mean there's only so much we can comprehend about it at first you know in the yeah. in the first place yeah. but then to know like to recognize that god didn't give us a spirit of fear yeah. You know, and we Absolutely. can't, we can't worry about when that's going to come. Yeah. Cause that was never the purpose of the book in the first place. Yeah. You know, it's not to try to guess when it's going to happen, but to just yeah. I'm, be I'm ready. ending my sermon when they asked, Pharisees asked Jesus that on Sunday. <laughs> I'm ending my, so I don't want to go there, but. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody asks, is this the end? You know what I mean? Right, the crazy yeah. things we see. Is this the end? Is this the? I feel like in every generation there is a part. There is a time within every generation where they say, "Oh, we are in the end times." I'm going to answer that question on Sunday. <laughs> going to answer that question on Sunday. We'll leave it over there. That's okay, we're going back tease. to discipleship. See, becoming like <laughs> podcasters, like I feel like radio thing, you got to learn how to do a tease, right? So yes. I'm, te- I'm teasing for Sunday. Okay, we just teased you Sunday. There you go. There you go. We're getting good at this. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so. We talked about what discipleship is. Now, who is discipleship for and who is called to do it? Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the biggest questions we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. Um, and that goes, st- I say, straight to Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Yeah, you, you knew I was about to go yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we go back to the, the mission of Jesus. You know, after his resurrection, he appeared to his disciples and hundreds of other people. Yeah. By the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, he had hundreds of other people. I mean, it could have been thousands of people that he appeared to, but we know 
mm-hmm. based on script, what the scriptural reflection of is that he appeared to hundreds of people at one time yeah, and then to his disciples on, on a number of occasions. And so, um, and then in one of the, those first occasions before he um, uh, ascended back to the father, um, he, he said, go make disciples as where he kind of ended it. And Matthew, yeah. the way Matthew's gospel ends it is to go make disciples of all nation that, that Jesus gave authority all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. And what mm-hmm. did Jesus do with that authority is to like push that across the table yeah, to you and me and to whoever's listening to this podcast. That's a believer. Mm-hmm. He took the authority that was given to him by his father and slid that across the table and said, the keys are yours. And what I've been doing, what I've spent my life here doing teaching, serving people, showing them the depth of, of God's love for them, teaching them to obey God's mm-hmm. commands, to re- to repent from their sins, yeah. where Jesus started his teaching ministry, repent mm-hmm. for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's now handed, it's, it's now to us. Yeah. To go make disciples of all nations, not just ours, but to to all the nations of the earth, baptizing them and teaching them to obey everything he's commanded us. And he's with us in that. So he's not just saying, hey, go mm-hmm. wreck the car. He's going to walk with us and guide us into this, um, into just uh, the expansion of his kingdom on earth, which is what we've been talking about in this whole series. Yes. Is is that. And so so it goes to all of us. Yes. It, it's not a select few. It's not pastors. It's not people with theology degrees. It's not... Mm-hmm. Um, people who feel like they've got their crap together, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not something that's far off from any of us. It's something that, that Jesus has chosen us for as his body, as his church. And our ability to do that um, begins first with finding someone to disciple us yep. and seeing those that God has put in our lives as our disciplers. Yep. So I think uh, for a long time, and I've been reflecting on this for the past several weeks, and, and I think it, it's kind of come out in a phrase of a lot of the things that we used to ask God for, we complain about now. In what way? A million different ways. <laughs> Give me an example. Someone who um, um, complains about their car every day. Oh, yeah, but does nothing about it. No, but two years ago, they didn't have a car, uh, and they asked yeah. God for a car, and now they have a car, and now all they do is complain about it. Mm. Okay. Or someone who, you know, was begging God to find a, a church home, and, and now all they do is complain about their church home. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. those who were praying that God would send someone to lead them and disciple them in their faith, and now they have that, and all they do is complain about that. You know, and so I so I think there's like literally yes. a million different ways in which, so that's how God's kind of framed it. Um, um, uh, to me. And so I think a lot of times we don't see, because I know for a long time in my life, I looked around and I was like, oh, I just want somebody to disciple me. Mm-hmm. I just want God to, I want somebody in. And I wanted that to look and, and feel like something that I thought it was supposed to look and feel like. Right. And God just had to like correct me in that and just be like, no, 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 look right, right now. I've put you under spiritual leadership and you are to learn right now. That's who you're being discipled by. So right. you need to receive all that you can receive in that. And so um, that shifted a lot of things for me that, yeah, I that, feel that like God's actually put people in my life. I just need to identify them, mm-hmm. you know, and lean into those and become a better student, well, frankly. And sometimes it's, 
it's not the people we want. Mm-hmm. You're not there. We're like, Oh God, I want someone who's older or, you know, I want someone who's, you know, had years and years and years, you know, in the faith and they've, you know, but really God's like, well, this person is just a few, a few years ahead of you, mm-hmm. but there's a lot you can learn from this person. Or frankly, I, what I've had to do with a lot of times, just being a young pastor, I mean, I started full-time in ministry when I was 21 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, as a lead pastor at 26. And so predominantly it's teaching people who are older than me. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Um, and so I, honestly, I have a ton of honor and respect because I think it does take, it takes humility. Mm-hmm. It takes humility to, to one, receive from anyone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> to learn from anyone, but particularly, you know, um, someone that we've got, you know, or I've got a kid, you know, that's older than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That, that takes a ton of like, um, just humility Mm-hmm. Um, and respect and honor. And so I, I really do cherish that when I get that opportunity and I don't take that lightly and I don't think that's easy for people or for any of us. And so I think it, um, but gosh, the, the more we go in this life, the more that's going to be a reality in a lot of environments, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah. And so learning to embrace whoever God has in our life as a teacher, whether they're right. older, younger, um, same age or, um, whatever so well and a lot of times I feel like those people um we want them to recognize us and we want them to to take time and be like I want to disciple you I want to do this and really you have to be the one that's proactive in that Mm -hmm. that says you know hey would you mind you know getting coffee once every couple weeks so that we can sit down and just talk or I mean what a game changer if someone did that yeah. I mean, it, they, they've been wandering, um, trying to figure that out, but just that intentionality, like, you know, I think in that, their growth, it just, like someone's growth will just expedite when they're intentional about mm-hmm. their growth. Right. <laughs> you and, know? and you know what, there, there might be times when the person's like, well, I just don't, I yeah. don't have the time to do that. But that's a reality for a lot of, you and, know, you know, and they're not people. saying that because I can tell you, like, I, people ask me and there are times when I can say yes. And then there are times when I have to say no. And it's not because I want to say no. I mean, if, if you know me at all, you know that my heart would be Mm -hmm. like, I would do that all day. I would do it all. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely, I would lay everything down Mm -hmm. to do that. But there are seasons in life where like, I have to have to educate my children. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they're homeschooled. And so because of that, like I do have time that is just for them and that's necessary you know and so I can't forsake that time so that I can with someone else Mm -hmm. you know and it's it it's not that people don't want that that and you have to be okay with the no and being willing to reach out to another person you know but most of the time I guarantee you most of the time people will be like yeah yes yeah don't 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 not ask I'm just like a double negative but (laughs) Yes. Don't worry about that. Just, yes. just ask. And, yeah, and because I guarantee you. you if they have the space in in their day, then they'll they'll do it for you because yeah. that's the heart of any believer who wants to see the kingdom of heaven on earth. Yeah. You know, you, you want to disciple people. Yeah, it's just posturing yourself to be a learner and to be a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking about that, just looking around and, and you can look in a room and... and um, to see who's like a real student 
yeah. you know, who's really engaged, who's learning, and not just by if they're taking notes or not, which is a good practice to have of sorts, but um, but they're engaged in, in what's happening, and, and they ask questions. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's a big thing, like, in discipleship is being able to ask the right questions and not being afraid to ask questions. Your own humility, that kind of goes back to that humility that, hey, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm ignorant in places. I know that I'm I'm immature in areas. I know that this is underdeveloped. And, and I'm so thankful for small groups and what they've been um, f- for years. But um, one of my favorite things in those group environments is when um, people admit, you know, yeah. the areas in which, hey, I, I know that I'm emotionally immature in this area. I know that I need to grow um, in this. And, and that's just like a great starting point. Like, yes. okay, we're recognizing that we're ignorant or immature in an area and we need to grow. And like, that's the starting point, you know, that we can build from. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you can be discipled unless you have humility. Mm-hmm. Like you might not be the most humble person on the planet, but you have to come at it with a, I don't know everything, yeah. you know, and, and honestly on both sides of that relationship, recognizing that you can, totally. you can learn from both of the people. I mm-hmm. mean, and that's the thing is like, I, I learn from my children all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't even know that they're teaching me, but they are like, yeah, <laughs> they, it's a, it's a, it has a different dynamic to yeah. it. The way we learn that's different um, because we're getting back a fresh perspective Yes, that's different than ours. And, and anytime there's different perspectives, there's mm-hmm. opportunity for learning. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, and, and I think that's how we have to approach. I mean, that's how we ha- have to approach scripture. That's how we have to approach prayer just with an openness to say, you know, I don't, I don't know it all, but God, I want to understand deeper today. Yeah. And so when we go into those kinds of relationships, like when we seek that person to be discipled by, you know, recognizing that they're probably going to say things that I don't like, because that's a really hard thing is discipleship comes with correction. You're not being discipled if you're never corrected. Mm -hmm. That's just not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I can tell you over and over and over in my own life, just having to take the correction and, and trying not to get like upset by it because mm-hmm. I'm an emotional person. <laughs> oh yeah. We're human. We're yes. human. The first thing when, you know, cause it's, it's the pruning of God mm-hmm. yep. and, and that happens straight to us many times. And that yeah. happens straight from the word of God many times, but sometimes we're just a little bit stubborn on, um, Absolutely. and God's got to come at it from a little more direct angle, not that his scripture, his Holy spirit is not direct because they are plenty direct, but, (laughs) um, visible in front of us Mm -hmm. mouths, you know, and and that's difficult for us. So I think really one of the things David hit on is like being able to recognize those as people that the Holy spirit's going to use in our life. Yeah. You know, cause they, and then when we recognize them, then we're a little bit quicker to recognize, okay, maybe (laughs) I need to pay attention yeah. I need to pay attention and really um, listen because God m- may be correcting me in something. And, and just knowing that and, and welcoming that feedback and, and um, correction is, is a great way to, that's part of, uh, of being a, a learner and a student. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I remember I was thinking about a paper recently just because I'm writing a bunch of papers now. <laughs> I was thinking about a paper I wrote in, um, in, in my undergrad for a professor that's like a world renowned, like he's passed away now, Dr. Don Battle. 
Um, but he's like a world renowned like editor of theological literature. Like he's like a he's a big deal. Big <laughs> that's deal. not that's and not I, I only had one class um with him and I, I wrote this, you know, paper I stayed up all night on to write. Um, I think it was about Augustine and and I wrote it and I turned it into him and like I remember that day my class started at nine <laughs> and like the the I couldn't get it to print at home and then I, I went oh to goodness. try to print it like I got to the school like at nine o'clock and like he's not a guy. I mean, he's he's one people respect him so much. You show up early to his class and you're ready to go. Right. It's just that type of like honor for him. Um, and so I, the, comp- one computer lab printer wasn't working. Had to go to another <laughs> computer. I ended up showing up like 40 minutes into class the day my papers due. Right. Oh. And I'd been up all night. It was the most stressful educational moment of my life trying to get this paper to him. Well, I turn it in and he destroys it. Like there's there's red ink. Literally, oh, he had to go through one red pen, like on <laughs> my paper. pen on your paper. On paper. Yeah, <laughs> and I got an A on it. And I took that as like just a a compliment in some ways. <laughs> it was like depressing because the whole first page was just like covered in red ink. <laughs> and I'm like, either I'm terrible. I guess I wasn't too bad because he just didn't hand out A's. Like he didn't hand right. out grades, but. Um, that said something to me of just like that correction thing yeah. that um, I don't know. It, it wasn't about really me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, and I think sometimes that correct, it can feel personal. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and, and like there's something wrong with me and like they don't love me, they don't care for me and like all these different things. But no, actually like when they actually spend more time on it, mm-hmm. it's probably actually because they do care about you and they actually are willing to push their own emotional stuff that that's hard for them to say. Yeah. Like that's, that's actually probably says more that they actually do think a ton of you. And so anyway, yeah, I think that, story. I think that's uh that's a good illustration because I mean, correction can be, it can seem harsh, but I mean, the fact that you, you recognize that there is something wrong with you mm-hmm. because there is, I mean, there's something wrong with all of us. There's a bunch wrong with all of us. <laughs> I remember, um, there was this guy who, who was attending here who I think he was a retired minister. I don't really remember. Michael. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, and I just remember, um, I haven't heard from him in a long time, but, um, I remember after service one day, there was just an, an, uh, an opportunity, um, to, to talk with him. And, and he had said a couple of things to me and, and I just, you know, he'd only been at our church for a few weeks and I just, uh, I said, man, I just need to stop you there and, and, you know, speak a word of correction to you. I mean, mm-hmm. like I've been, I'm not even this dude's quote unquote pastor yet. And he's been pastoring. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I, I went ahead and spoke a word of correction to mm-hmm. this, you know, man who's in his 70s or something like yeah. that. And, yeah. And uh, it was a little awkward. I think it was the third time I'd ever met him and seen him. Um, and, uh, man, his his response to that was just just flowing. He's like, yes. you can be my pastor now. You know, because you, yeah. you're willing to correct me. And even though I'm I'm older and even though I've... Yeah. I've walked a lot of days ahead of you, um, you know, and, and so we really need that. And, yeah. and I think as, as we grow in our faith, we realize, okay, we're, we're not just a disciple, but we're called to be a disciple maker. And so moving ourselves along in that journey, mm-hmm. that means that all of us will come to a place in which that's like the correction is not just for someone else. The teaching is not just for people on stage. Right. But again, it, 
that mission goes to all of us. And so we begin to look at like, who are some people in my life to look at the other side of that? Not just someone who can disciple me and who has God placed in my life to disciple me, but what does it look like for me to do that with someone else? Right. Yes, absolutely. What does it look like for, for me to lean in with, with someone and, and be there for someone else and build it with a relationship and Mm -hmm. encouragement. And then the correction opportunity will come down the road. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think moving into that idea that everyone is called to be a disciple maker. We're all everybody like everybody, everybody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there were no parameters when God said, go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. I, I don't remember any. I don't remember any. I mean, <laughs> I think if you have breath and you are a believer, then you are called to disciple. Yeah. And, and like what we do in, in like what we'll call church ministry Mm-hmm. We come together and there's a lot of different ways in which we can serve and be used in the kingdom of God. That's the way in which we all work together in this big movement yes. to make disciples together. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I it's really awesome. love that. Yeah. Um, love how God uses the local church in that way. But that undercurrent, that grassroots level of that going into the city mm-hmm. is through each one of us. Yes. Owning this mission. And embracing this calling that we have, we've said ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven, but as disciple makers too, um, those who are um, ha- have said yes to Jesus, and mm-hmm. those who the scriptures call like God fearers, you know, those who are interested and around, yep, um, and who want to know more. You know, I think oftentimes that's if, if you're, you know, somewhat new and, and maybe you're not ready to, you know, pour into a mature believer that's in the same place. You, may, maybe you're just looking around and somebody, somebody who's a God fearer, you yeah. know, if you know what I mean by that one who they believe in God, do believe there is a God, like they're, they're there, mm-hmm. right? So we're not dealing with an atheist in which we really need to deal with apologetically, you know, mm-hmm. or an agnostic, but someone who is a God fear, someone who believes, who wants to know more, who's a seeker. Yeah. Like, that's fertile ground for someone who's not too far along yep. in their journey. That's, man, that's where I'd say focus the most of your attention. But so many get scared off from that because they're worried about they're not going to know all the answers. You know what? That's probably what they're going to love the most about you is that you don't have all the answers. Right. Some of the... Because they're intimidated to talk to me because they'll feel like I have an answer for everything. Some of the best <laughs> discipleship relationships I've had, I've I've had to say over and over, well, you know, I'm not really sure mm-hmm. because... Hey, let me look that up. Yeah. I'm going to go research that. Let's talk next week on that because I, I, I just feel like that's this is great. I, yep, I, you've exactly. Made me push, you've pushed me. And like that immediately, <laughs> like, oh, cool. Like they're not... They don't miss know-it-all or Mr. Know-it-all. Anybody who tells you, oh, they have every answer, you probably don't want to be discipled by them anyways. For sure. (laughs) You know, because the reality is we're both coming humbly to the table to talk about God and to go deeper with him. And and no one knows it all. There's not a person I've met. I mean, I think if you were sitting with some of like C.S. Lewis or, you know, N.T. Wright or any of those, you know, people that were like, oh, they're so profound and they, they understand the things of God. You know, I'm pretty sure they'd be like, well, 
I I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I barely know anything yeah. because the more you learn about God, the more you learn that you really know nothing. Yeah. I was actually, so you just brought up <laughs> N.T. Wright and um, one of my professors last week was talking about um, having a dinner with N.T. Wright and, um, cool. and his wife is, um, my professor's wife is an Old Testament scholar. He's a New Testament scholar. So they're having this dinner <laughs> together and N.T. Wright leans over and says, hey, would you just explain to me this to oh, his, his wife? <laughs> And um, she said, I would love to. And she just began, you know, a 15 minute, you know, um, exposition about this passage that he asked about. And he goes, wow, thank you so much for that. You know, it's like, uh, here's some that. of that. Again, we look up to just illustrating your point yeah. of, you know, that, and that I think, humility I think that's and wanting, what I, wanting to learn. There's someone that across the table that I can learn from. And I think that's what we find when we look at, I mean, when we look at the works of C.S. Lewis and we look at all these works of these great um, profound thinkers, mm-hmm. they always came to the table with a question. They never, I can't think, you know, yeah. like they knew a lot and they had a lot of their own information, but they always wanted to know more. Yeah. They were good disciples. They yes. were good students. Yes. They were hungry to learn. And and I think it's, it's worth mentioning to those that are listening. We get to these places in our life where we just got to be honest with ourselves and maybe we're not, we just don't care about learning. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need to have some honest conversations with ourselves, with God, and just be like, God, you need to help me with this desire in my heart. Yes. Um, I want to have a desire. That, I had to pray that prayer. Um, I've had to pray that prayer. You know, God, put this desire in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you put it here, um, and and then and he'll answer that prayer. Absolutely. He'll answer that prayer. He loves to answer that prayer. Yeah. So don't be afraid to pray. Abundantly, too. He does. He <laughs> sure does. You're like, man, you just turn on a switch, and now I'm just like, yeah. I, need, I want yeah. all the information. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just want to take that further. Just if whatever you feel yeah. like you need right now, yeah, just ask the Lord. If just you want to, if you want a desire for prayer, if you want, if you want to know more about His Word, if you want, if you want deeper connection with Him, He's He wants to give it to you, but we have to ask. Yeah. You know, God is God is gracious and kind. He doesn't force Himself on us in ways that we don't want. He wants us to want Him, yeah. and that's that's huge. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I mean, what what does James say about wisdom? You know, if any of you lacks wisdom, yes, you ought to ask for it. Ask for it. Yes, <laughs> you, know, you ought to ask for it. Yeah. I mean, we see God asking people over and over in the Bible, from Old Testament to New, what do you want? Yeah, James one verse five. I just pulled it up. Uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given uh, him. But yes, uh, let him ask in faith with no doubting uh, for the one who doubts uh, is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in his ways. Um, he's saying, you know, ask in faith, like yes. knowing that he's going to answer, answer that prayer. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so an example I like to give when I'm talking to people about discipleship and about, well, when they say, you know, well, I don't really know that much. Well, I bring it back to, well, can you teach a child one plus one is two? Mm -hmm. Because if you can teach a child one plus one is two, you can teach somebody, you know, about the gospel. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee you, you know it. You know the gospel message. You might not know every intricate detail of it, and you might not know the theology behind all of it, but... You don't know the big words that go with everything. Exactly. You know, you might not know the word apologetics, but you do know that God is real. Defense of the faith, by the way. Sorry about that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm I'm pretty good about it on um on stage to not use big words without like explaining them. But I feel like in this environment, I I can because I'm talking to you, and yeah. so I gotta keep remembering. There's somebody hey, on the other side. Hey, of the I microphone. made sure you defined eschatology. Thank so you. there you go. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need to make him define that because yeah. people will be like, what is that word? And yeah. Then, for sure, for <laughs> we're, sure. We're not trying to lose anybody, but yeah, we're no, also... it, it's super important to just um, realize that it's the simplicity that we can mm-hmm. offer someone um, and our own perspective that God would use us. Yeah, you know that we might describe that in such a way. Holy Spirit would help bring words to us, you know, in such a way that would make it plain to them, and that's one of the greatest ways we actually learn. Yes, is to teach. Yep. to teach. And so Absolutely. I would venture to say that some of us, even listening to this podcast, and I have no idea who that is, some of us listening to this, you won't grow any further than you're willing to teach it to somebody else. Yeah, that's good. So until you're willing to open your mouth and release what little or lot you have learned, right? you're stuck. You're yeah. stuck. You can't move past this until, because you'll begin to grasp it deeper. Right. I, I, this happens to me literally almost every single week <laughs> in which I have to, I feel called and led to teach on things. God prompts me to teach on things. Mm-hmm. And you know what I have to do? I have to learn it that much deeper yes. so that I can communicate it clearly. What a gift. It what is a, a gift. gift. I mean, what a gift that I get to, <laughs> to do that. It really is. So I I'm, agree. I'm, I'm um, thankful for that. So we, we home educate and we do a co-op. Um, well, it's not, a co- it's a community, but whatever. Um, most people would understand co-op better than anything else. Sure. So, um, and I uh, taught my, the first year my daughter did this program called Essentials. I decided I was going to teach it because I know myself and I know well enough that if if I am just a participant and just a spectator in in what's going on, I am not I'm not going to get the full breadth of what I need to teach her. And I want to know something and understand something in order to teach it. And mm-hmm. so exactly what you're saying, you know, yeah. like, and that's everything in my life, yeah, you know, for all of us really, yeah. yeah, it really is. I mean, when we, when we jump in and we, we start to say, you know, when we say that, well, I'm not sure what that means, but let me, let me look it up. Let me talk to some people who know more than I do and let me do some research and I'll come back to you. It, once you've done the, that research, once you've had conversations with other people who might know more, those things become solidified in you mm-hmm. because when you have to tell someone about it, the repetition and the, and the constant, um, how it, how it comes deeper into you, you have to understand Mm-hmm. You know, when you're just being told about it, when you're just being taught, you don't have to comprehend. Mm-hmm. I know because I'm the kind of person that's sitting there like, oh, that was great. But I don't remember half the things you just said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, I yeah, mean, that's, sure. I do so much better when I have to research and learn yeah. and read for myself. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. com- I can't comprehend any other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a, the, the teaching part is a part of our learning journey. Yes. The disciple making is a part of our disciple lean journey. Yes. And I think that's what often we miss out on. We miss out on that growth. Mm -hmm. So, and if somebody cut off this podcast (laughs) after five minutes, they missed that. They did. They missed that. And that's, that's really helpful. I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, This is a good, good good stopping point. (laughs) Um, But we are so glad that you hung out with us this week. We are, as always, just excited for what God is doing and how he's moving. You know, find someone this week 
that you can reach out to that is a little bit further beyond you and say, hey, can we grab coffee or can we grab dinner? Um, I'd love to just sit and talk with you and then take a few moments and just talk with them about what's going on in your life and then find somebody who's a little bit further behind you and bring them in and say, hey, you want to go, you know, same thing, grab coffee, go get lunch. Yeah, build that relationship. Yeah, and start building those relationships um, and see where God takes it yeah. because you just never know. Absolutely. And we're open to it in that moment. You yeah. Know, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Again, if you guys have any questions, you want to hear some questions answered, or if you have questions about things we've talked about, please feel free to email me. My, my email address is Jackie, J-A-C-I, at fathomchurchjacks.com. That's Jax, J-A-X. We are so excited again for what God is doing and we are praying for you and everything. Awesome. We love you guys. Talk to you next time. See you next time.